The Lord is good. The Lord is good. If you know the Lord is good to you, you respond mightily. The Lord is good. Uh -huh. And all the time, jam your hand for Master Jesus. Sometimes I feel like not even saying the Lord is good alone. Sometimes I feel like saying the Lord is sweet, the Lord is great, and the Lord is wonderful. Praise God. Uh, you only know what I mean when God is good to you. And God has been good to me all the days of my life. I've never been in a situation, no matter how bad it is or it was, that God didn't come for my rescue. And that's why I'm standing here, because if he had not come for my rescue, I won't be here today. And I believe he has been good to us and everyone here. That's why we are seated here today. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord is good. Aha. Praise God. By the special grace of God, first let me thank the Almighty God for still keeping me strong and healthy alive to stand in the midst of the saint today. And thank you to Pastor Kingsley for giving me a wonderful opportunity like this to share with descent today. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank you to the head pastor and all the ministers of Straightway Ambassador Fellowship for keeping the vision alive. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Before I go ahead, before I start with my prayer, I want to commend my brother for a wonderful song. God bless you. God bless you. You really trigger me. And you make me remember those days when we used to sing gyration. When we sing gyration in Jesus like this, in the other head. And I'm thinking to go back to the studio and do something more of Christ, not of the world anymore. Yes, there's nothing, there's nothing like that in market today. So we are going to gyrate for Jesus. Soon coming. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah! Amen! Um, for the past weeks now, not one, not two, three, I've been talking about something special here. And that thing is titled, Position Yourself for Greatness. And um, last week, I ended it somehow. But um, not knowing that the word is not of mine, but of who? God. And God said, you must finish what you start. Hallelujah. The last time I stood here, I said I'm going to talk on the last part of position for greatness because of some certain reasons. But um, my brother, Brother Godfrey, said something in the book of Timothy 3.16. Please, if you are Potter, please. Hallelujah. Second Timothy. 3.16 If you are here, please read, so go ahead, okay? Verse 16 All scripture is given by inspiration of God Hallelujah And it's profitable for 
for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah. All scriptures is given by inspiration of God. So if I stood here or I stand here to talk about position for greatness, it is not by me, but of who? God. He is the one who gave us this inspiration. For what? For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Hallelujah. So by the special grace of God today, I will be ministering on the concluding part of position for greatness. Hallelujah. Amen. So that God will not hold me accountable for not doing what is right. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, by the special grace of God, I will be concluding it by this topic, embracing knowledge, wisdom, and humility to attain and sustain the greatness of God in us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. The topic too long. <laughs> okay. All right. Embracing knowledge, wisdom, and humility to attain and sustain the greatness of God in us. Embracing, embracing, acquiring, embracing knowledge, wisdom, humility to attain and sustain the greatness of God in us. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's bow our head for prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everlasting God, we thank you. We give you glory. We honor you for a time like this. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for the air we breathe. And thank you for another opportunity to gather in your presence. Lord, we are seated to hear Father, open our mind of understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. Even as you're going to use me to speak today, Lord, whatever that is going to come out of my mouth today, let it be of your words and your direction in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for answering. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Embracing knowledge, wisdom, and humility to attain and sustain the greatness of God in us. Now, on when I say embracing knowledge, I believe we are all learning to understand what knowledge is all about. To know, to know, to acquire something. Hallelujah. To know about something that is knowledge. Praise God. Wisdom is an inspiration from God. Praise God. And humility. These three keys are very important when you talk about greatness. So I'll start with the wisdom and the knowledge before we move down to humility. And how are we going to apply this to sustain the greatness of God in us? One thing is acquiring this greatness. Another thing is sustaining it. Praise God. One thing is acquiring power. One thing is acquiring sources. But the most important thing is to sustain it. What I mean is this. Let me break it down. One thing is to learn is key. Another thing is to perfect it. Is to sustain it. Praise God. 
So today we are going to talk about this and how we could apply these things, sustain it to the greatness of God in us. And there are two keys that will help us to attain this knowledge slash wisdom. Two important keys. Two important keys. Knowledge is not something you just... <laughs> it's, a, it's a common word. But when you study the word, you understand how God values knowledge. You will value knowledge too. Praise God. So there are two keys to attain this knowledge. Number one, studying. If you want to acquire knowledge, you need to study, you need to learn, and you need to sit with the world. Praise God. If you want to acquire knowledge, you need to study, you need to learn, and sit with the world, both physically, spiritually, and mindfully. Hallelujah. If you acquire knowledge physically, without applying it spiritually, it's a no way. If you acquire knowledge spiritually without applying it mindfully, it's a no-go area. So you need this knowledge to work in all dimensions. And um, I'm going to touch some parts in the Bible to help us understand why this knowledge is so important in our lives as Christians to become that great person God has ordained us. Hallelujah. Now let's turn our Bible book to the book of 2 Timothy 2.15. Let's start from that part. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. 2 Timothy 2, verse 15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a mm -hmm. workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the world of truth. Hallelujah. Praise God. Study to show thyself approved. What does that mean? Exactly what I'm talking about, knowledge. We study to show ourselves approved. Just like when I was talking about um, uh, position yourself for greatness part two, about a boy who, do not, who did not read and decided to go the other way with Espo and hang it on the farm. It's, there's always catastrophe when you fail to do the right thing. You always prepare yourself, position yourself for greatness. If you do not study, whether you like it or not, when the time comes for approval, for greatness, you will know where to be found. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So when you study, that study simply means equip yourself with knowledge. Equip yourself with skills. Look at the other um, part. It said, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the words of truth, to show how much this person is prepared. If you're a workman who have studied, who have learned a, a certain skill, you will not be ashamed of whatever you are doing. Praise God. Let me use myself as an example. We all understand the word shoemaker. You know funny? You know sound somehow, shoemaker, shoemaker, very funny uh, skills. But I'm one person who is so proud of doing what I'm doing. 
Anywhere I find myself, I'm so proud telling people I'm a shoemaker. Not even now that shoemaker has become a lucrative scheme. And when I'm talking about 15 years ago, when you tell people you're a shoemaker, they look like you have it does be a scavenger. But a workman who knows what he or she is doing, and you know the value of the skill you are doing, you are definitely approved. Praise God. So when we study, we make ourselves approved. How do we study? Through learning, through sitting with the world, through understanding what we are doing. So if you don't study and you wake up and say you want to be great, you don't acquire this knowledge and you wake up and say you want to be great, you will fail. Everything in life, when we talk about greatness, there's what we call stage of metamorphosis. Ah, okay, let me break. Um, stage of metamorphosis means um, a stage when something goes from one stage to the other. I, I believe we have biology students here. So, um, like a um, cockroach, do not just wake up and become cockroach. There's always stage for metamorphosis. For all insects, we have the mud and the egg from the egg to the mud, lava, poopy, then to butterfly. It is called metamorphosis. So, in every aspect of greatness, we have this metamorphosis of greatness, and knowledge is very, very key when you talk about that. You don't just talk about, um, when I started, I started with um, discipline. You cannot be disciplined without applying knowledge. And you cannot apply knowledge without applying love. You cannot apply love without maintaining a good relationship. So what is a metamorphosis of greatness? So when we study, it builds us, makes us an extraordinary human. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let me give out a little example. There is something I read so many years ago. Though it's in the Quran, it's not in the Bible. About him, Jesus Christ. Um, he has been given this wisdom from heaven. He has been blessed from God. And it's ordained to be greatness. To be great. But, do you know, he sat with the Pharisees. He sat with scholars from childhood. That's why he still has this um, power, he has this miracle, he has everything we ever want in greatness. He still sat with scholars to learn things of the old or the past. In as much as he's performing miracle, there is a place I read that at the age of 13, in Quran, not in Bible, at the age of 13, permit me, when I say I read Quran, we have Quran English version, and why I read it is to study to show that approved. We cannot just wake up and say we want to know God without knowing the root or things that are, are, are surrounded about God or Jesus Christ. So, um, I read about Jesus Christ. I want to find out some certain things about him. Why Jesus Christ is in the book of Quran, in the Bible, and other religious books. And I find out that, in fact, we Christians, sometimes we, don't, we have not even seen any miracle that Jesus did because there are miracles we see. I saw in the Quran and other books, religious books, like the Jewish book. I said, what? And these things are not even in the Bible. And we still have this belief in Him. Imagine we have read all these things. That means we can die for Christ. Now I read about them. In as much as he has all this knowledge, all this wisdom, he has studied and everything, he still has this power in Him. Now there is something that happened. Um, as a young Jesus Christ, the people of Israel or Judah, they are scared of him. They say, ah, this guy's small boy. He's superhuman. That's what they call him. 
um, someone who is doing something that is exceptional. He can turn so many things at the tender age. So a lot of the parents then were withdrawing their children from Jesus Christ. They say, ah, don't go near him. He's a demon. He will infect you. We do this, we do that. So he was coming one day to play with some of his friends, his age eight. When he was coming, the parents saw him from afar and gathered their children. Three children, they hid it inside oven. When they hit those children, three of them inside oven, Jesus Christ, as a child of God, he already saw those things before the parents did it. When he got there, he asked them, where are my friends? And where are my good friends? They said the friends are not here. He asked the parents, but I can hear some sound inside the oven. What is inside here? The parents said, um, pigs. He said pigs, he said yes. Jesus said, ask them again, are you sure it is pig that is inside the oven? The parents said yes, all because they don't want Jesus Christ to come around them. And Jesus, at his younger age, I think 11 years before he was taken to um, Nazareth at the age of 12. So he said, if it is pig uh, inside the oven, so be it. Now, when he left here, after so many Jesus has gone, the parents opened the oven and they saw three white pigs. <laughs> Hallelujah. Not that we are happy the children don't eat. That's why, that's the major reason Muslims don't eat pigs. Hallelujah. Because they say pigs are from the origin of human. That's why Muslims don't eat pigs. But if you have some of them who are not, who are not knowledgeable enough, they will say because pigs eat the cups of a Muhammad. That's the lie. Hallelujah. Now, in as much as Jesus Christ from his tender age is this miraculous, he can do great things, he still sat with the great men, scholars, to what? To study, to learn. Now, imagine we are in this position, we have all this grace, all this anointing, all this power to do this miracle. Are we still going to study? Hallelujah. Amen. All I'm saying is, Let's study to show ourselves approved, no matter the age in the ministry or in secular in our, or in our age. Let's keep studying. There are an adage that said, The day you stop learning, you start dying. And when you talk about dying, it's not about physical death, but you start dying mentally, mindfully, spiritually, and physically. Study to show thyself approved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I believe um, we're not um, that good or that perfect or that, but let's keep studying. Hello. Let's keep what? Studying. It's not just about um, studying the Bible, but to me, I can study the Bible and apply it in everything I do. It works for me. Hallelujah. But that doesn't stop me. I read a lot of books. And now, um, when you go down to things, very easy for us. You can, with your phone, just go. Go get the book you want to read. It's there. You can study online. Praise God. Study to show yourself what? Approve. Now, let's go to Ecclesiastes 10.10. There is something important. I want us to go through to show how much we need this wisdom and knowledge in our life. Praise God. 
Do you know there's where we call Akara bus stop in Ajekule? That place, if you chop Akara, you ask yourself, say, now Akara be this. Because they apply some certain things to the Akara. Just like um, a comedy we used to say, now because of above, get better association, now you can enter small job. Popov is ordinary word Popov. But when Popov associates himself with other medemede, he becomes what? Small child. Now, other comedians will say, boss, don't be jealous, sir. He considers their level. Praise God. So that is what I'm saying. How do you apply that wisdom to whatever you are doing? It is somebody that wake up and say, okay, ma, bring Popov. Join on a small small gala, add a small fish inside, draw like this, draw like this, draw like this, and it becomes small chop. The least small chop, as far as Lagos is concerned, you can get now is from 500 naira, just for powerful. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's apply, it's time we apply wisdom. Like what I said here when I'm talking about, when I was teaching about discipline, we have a lot of shoemaker in Ajegule. But the way, we handle the shoemaking business in Ajegule, attract people to give up their children, not give to hand over their children to us. Hallelujah. Imagine, my house no far from my shop, but if I'm going to shop, I put on suits. Even you, you go say, nah, hope some of these people, they don't, which kind of shoemaker they wear suits? And funny enough, in fact, it's not only me, I train two of my younger brothers, three of them in the shoemaking business. And I also teach them how to put on suit. So if you don't go to my shop, prepare very well. She other shoemakers does. Jonathan will tell you a lot about us. Other shoemakers will do that shoe outside, 5K, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. But when you enter our shop, 12,000, we know they go down. And with the front, they tell you. I don't want to talk about packaging now. <laughs> Okay, but apply wisdom. Today, one of the expensive, most expensive shoe in Ajegule is our product. We put value on it. What is the value? The wisdom we applied. We have a lot of tailor. Cut and sew, baga baga tailor. But I don't say any tailor as a quack tailor. It is the capacity of wisdom you apply to your job or work that accepts you, makes you exceptional from other tailors. I have a small boy. The, the boss freed him, popularly known as T-boy, he freed him like January. By June, the boy is charging more than his boss. Wisdom. Hallelujah. Wisdom. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom. Tell me one thing about applied wisdom, not just physical wisdom, because whatever we do, Whatever wisdom we apply, let God be involved. Tell me one thing you have applied wisdom that God paid you. Just mention one thing. Hallelujah. I don't want to talk much on stories. I would have given you two or three instances I applied wisdom in things and it worked for me. One thing is getting that wisdom. Another thing is understanding. Praise God. Just like um, a lot of us here, we are very good in the Bible. We have the wisdom. But do we understand Bible? That is another thing. So one thing is 
Getting. Another thing is application. That's why I said sustaining. That's why I said sustaining the greatness of God in us. Praise God. Hallelujah. Am I audible enough? Yes. Okay, let's continue. When we are growing up, I think um, that year, 1980-something, our church no get mic like this. So my pastor will stand on the pulpit for almost two hours to teach us. So let's go back to the days of old now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, turn your Bible book to the book of Proverbs 3, verse 35. Proverbs 335. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be promotion of fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. The wise shall inherit what? Glory. The wise shall inherit what? Glory. glory. What is that glory? When we talk about inherit or the inheritance of glory. We are talking about greatness. It takes the wise to inherit what? Greatness. Glory. So if you are not wise, if you are not knowledgeable enough, if you don't know anything about understanding, I wonder what you will inherit. But if you are learned, you are knowledgeable enough, get ready to be great. Because that is the promise of God to us. He said in the book of Jeremiah, my thought for you is of good and not of what? Evil. So if you have a great plan like this for us, why don't we apply that wisdom so that we can acquire those things he has planned for us? Hallelujah. So today, I want to charge us Let's try as much as possible to apply that principle of knowledge, that wisdom. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's try as much as possible to apply that wisdom, that knowledge. And also, while applying these things, we should pray for one important thing, the grace of what? Mm -hmm. Understanding. Hallelujah. So let's turn our, let's quickly turn our Bible book to the book of Proverbs 4, verse 7. So that I round up this studying, learning, and sitting with the world. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. Now, when they say wisdom is the principal thing, let's bring it down to pigeon. Wisdom at the cocoa. Hello? Hi. Hello? Hi. That's why when whatever we do, uh, let's apply. <laughs> there are certain things I don't want to talk. Let's apply wisdom. If by book, the most important, the most, I don't even know how to put it, the most important book, the word of God, 
can certify wisdom as the principal thing in every Christian's or everybody's life. What are we waiting to acquire this wisdom? Praise God. Whatever we do, I want to beg us. Don't do it of your own. Ask God for that wisdom. Ask God for that understanding. When you see some people today progressing, succeeding in whatever they do, not be saying a juju. Not be juju, not be jazz. It is wisdom. They apply it and it works for them. There was a book I was reading some time ago about Dangote. And I found out that Dangote goes to churches to pay tithes. Hallelujah. He goes to churches to pay what? Tithe. Pay offering. A Muslim man. Because they have read the Bible. They have seen the keys of prosperity or greatness in it. And they are applying it in their lives. It's working. Even people, these voodoo, these juju people, they also take some Bible books, apply it to people's life, all in the name of their doing prayer for It works. What about us, we Christians? Why don't we apply this same wisdom to our life to become that greatness God has ordained us? Praise God. Praise the Lord. And don't forget, Getting everything you want to get, let there be what? Understanding. Sometimes when we were in school, teacher would teach, 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 do you understand? We say yes, some will say no. That is very bad. They put person for trouble. Praise God. If you don't understand, I don't understand. Because I remember a certain teacher, it's, if the man come to class, he will not, he will teach him in the board, talking to himself. Now when you add four to three, you give yourself seven plus two. Three. By the time he finish, he tell that, do you understand? Half of the class will say yes. Half will say what? No. The truth is that even the people that said yes, they don't, they didn't understand. Then, even if it is two people that said yes, two of you will understand, they say yes, yeah. okay, explain to the rest. Hallelujah. Try to what? Understand. You don't just, Bible will not be no fair. I've learned how to use this Bible, apply it in my life. Especially when you talk about, you want to build yourself as a Christian, and when you want to talk about greatness, I applied it, it's working for me. And I'm not the kind of person who will stand on the pulpit to preach what I'm not practicing or what is not working for me. Or in the name of, I want to uh, motivate or interest people with my talk. No. These are practical things you do, you apply, it works for you. If a Muslim man applied his wisdoms, he picked from the Bible and applied them to his life, he's working. Then what about we Christians that call ourselves the child of God or children of God? Praise God. So it's high time we learn how to acquire this knowledge and apply them through it, understanding. Praise God. Jam your hand for Master Jesus. Now, I said there are two keys that help us to attain this knowledge. One is studying, learning, and sitting with the world. 
Number two, divine inspiration. Divine what? Inspiration. This divine inspiration is very important. No matter what you study, no matter what you read, no matter how much you sit with the world, if that divine inspiration from God do not come upon you, forget what you are doing. You will just learn it as a secular person. But if you want to build your greatness based on the foundation of God, you need that divine inspiration. Hallelujah. Now let's quickly, uh, okay, let me give us an example. Like people who do not read, who do not, like Joseph, you don't go any school. But the divine inspiration was on him because God had given him the mandate to lead. Right? So that divine inspiration of leadership is already on him or in him. And he used that capacity to lead, not just um, his family. Even when he left his family down to Egypt from Potiphar's to the truth, he used that same capacity to lead. Even King Solomon, the same thing. After all he had achieved, God asked him, what do you want? He still said something. He did that important thing to lead his people. All those things, God did not give him any wisdom and understanding as a solid, neither liquid. He gave him towards divine inspiration. And we as Christians today, we also need that divine inspiration. So we are going to pray and ask God for that divine inspiration. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we should take notes. Inasmuch as we are praying for this um, presence of knowledge, wisdom, and humility, we should take note that there are certain things that deprive us from this knowledge and wisdom. Praise God. And those little things are called pride. Praise God. As little as pride is, it destroys a lot of people. Pride, pride. It destroys a lot of people. Another thing that destroys life, when it comes to knowledge and wisdom, is arrogancy, ignorance. Those words I just mentioned, if you want to be great, avoid those things. Praise God. Avoid ignorance, ignorance and arrogancy. Praise God. Praise God. Let's quickly turn our Bible book to the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 16. Hosea, 4, verse 16. Praise God. Alright, I read. For Israel slided back as a backsliding heifer. Now the Lord will feed them as a lamb in large places. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Now what this place is talking is they, 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 they were okay, let's turn to another Bible book so that it will be very clear for me and every one of us. Praise God. Israel 4 verse 16. He's talking about pride 
Olha o Garcia. Let's use another, um, maybe another version, not KJV, please. The people of Israel are as stubborn as moves. How can I feed them like lamb in middle? Praise God. They committed something, all in the name of arrogancy. And now God is asking, how can I feed them? Because of what? Their arrogancy. Praise God. So whatever we do, we should avoid some certain attitude, some certain character that will endanger our greatness. Praise God. Praise Master Jesus. At this point, I'm going to round up this part. I'm going to talk a little about humility, which is very, very fundamental, important when you talk about greatness. Praise Master Jesus. Without humility, forget about greatness. Without humility, humbleness, forget about greatness. I've seen a lot of people whom God made great and they backslide because they were great. So sometimes, why God delay our blessing? Because God has seen it that if He makes us great, we will abuse Him. Praise God. Let me quickly talk about, during the, let me talk about Alexander the Great. He's a very popular person of before Christ, BC. He asked God for one thing, that God should make him great when he goes to the, when he climbs the throne. And God made him great. Alexander the Great reigned between the time after Malachi and Matthew. So during that quiet age, or we call it the quiet age, the quiet period between Malachi and Matthew. It takes 400 years. Now, during that period, a lot of kings has come and go. They were expecting who? Jesus Christ. Because it has been said, the king will come, the king will come, the king will come. So they were all expecting Jesus Christ. So that quiet age, Alexander the Great, that was when he reigned, BC. Now, during that period, he was so great that he climbed the throne at the age of 17. He died at the age of 32. Now, he abused the throne. He conquered. Then, Roman, the Roman Empire were the greatest on earth. He's from the Greek. Alexander the Great climbed the throne after his father, Philip II. Now, when he climbed the throne, he conquered, in fact, he conquered the world with his greatness. But he abused that greatness. But God brought Alexander the Great for one purpose, to unite the language so that when Jesus Christ comes, he will be able to pass the message to the people in one language so that all will be easy. It will be easy for him or everybody to understand the word. So God used Alexander the Great to prepare the road for him because during then the words we are speaking different language. So when Alexander the Great conquered Africa, North Africa, Asia, and some certain part of the world, he put a mandatory language that all people on earth should be speaking one language. 
and God is using that to prepare way for Jesus Christ. Now, when you put all that mandatory language, everybody will speak in it. So, Alexander the Great, for God who put him on the throne, he starts killing people for no reason. So, on his quest, in fact, he called himself next to God when he was on the throne. He said, I'm next to God. Just like at the death of, out of Hitler, he conquered the whole world in Shiva, America, Russia, and Japan, Japan. So the whole world were scared. When they hear that Alexandra is coming to Ethiopia, the whole world were scared. And the prophet rose, though these parts are not in our KJV Bible. A prophet rose and told Alexandra the Great to abort the mission. God doesn't want you to go for that mission. But due to ignorance, overconfidence, Alexander the Great took that mission on his way to conquer that city. God, that's why whatever we do, God is the greatest. God struck him with one of the smallest animals that ever exists on earth. Not serpent, not snake, not lion, not mosquito. Hallelujah. God struck him with what? Mosquito. Because he said, even God cannot bring me down. Who are you? Who are you? So when we talk about greatness, eh, you need to show all high capacity of what? Humility. It was about the red bush or forest on the quest to conquer Ethiopia because Ethiopia was one of the strongest in Africa at that time. After Egypt lost power, Ethiopia took over. Now, on this quest to conquer Ethiopia, God said, this is my people. Allow them. Because I have plan for them. He said, no, I'm the greatest. Who is God to talk? On this quest to go there, he was struck with mosquito. After three days, he had malaria and fever. He was like dying. He sent his men. Continue the journey. We must conquer them. And God sent another mosquito onto them. They were all down. And down. they had to retreat. On his way back, he died in the palace of King Nebuchadnezzar, one of his greatest enemies, the king of Babylon. He died in, the, in his palace after 12 days. And um, that is how his greatness ended. Now, one of the things I'm talking, why I'm talking about is, if God puts you in that position, don't think it is your power. If God gives you that greatness, will you be able to handle that greatness? That is one thing you are going to pray. If God can raise mosquito to bring a man who threatens, that's why someone was telling me about Putin, that Putin will take as a nothing. Is because God has not stepped in. When he's stepping, if he can bring down Alexandra the Great that shaped the whole world, who is Putin? But whatever, whatever, whatever we are doing, let's apply humility, humbleness. God is going to make every one of us succeed. He's going to make every one of us great. When we do the right thing, he has already promised it. But when that greatness come. 
let's humble ourselves. Praise God. Tell God to lead you in the path of greatness. A lot of pastors in here today that messed up. They failed to pray for that one key. Humbleness. Because they thought it's their power that get them there. No. It is purpose of God for you to reach there. But can you sustain the greatness? That is the big question. That's why I talk about humbleness today. Can we quickly talk about, uh, turn our Bible book to the book of Hosea 4 verse 17? Hosea 4 verse 17. Yes. 4 17. Is joined to idols. Let him alone. Hosea 4 17. Okay, let's also turn to the book of Proverbs 3 34. Proverbs 3 34. As I ran off. Proverbs 3 verse 34. Yes. Surely this corner, surely his corner. His corners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. Praise God. He giveth grace unto who? The lowly. Another version said, He giveth grace unto the humble. Praise God. So, another word for grace is greatness. Praise God. If you humble yourself, God will honor you. Hallelujah. So, today, by the special grace of God, I am uh, rounding up this position for greatness and I want to still remind us I started with discipline followed by your relationship with God and man followed by your aspiration to be great followed by love and today I talked about acquiring or embracing wisdom, knowledge then when you apply all these things and God blesses you to become that great, either secular, spiritual, in anything you're doing, don't forget to stay humble. God bless us. Thank you. Hallelujah. Before I continue, 